You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. Guess what? We're on the road once again down in bourbon country. We sit down with Charles, Lynn, and Wally Dant from Logstill Distillery and Dant Crossing. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, we're here with Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, and we got other guys from the podcast here. But we only have so many microphones because across from us, we're well. To start with, we're at Logstill Distillery down in Kentucky, and we're sitting across from the Dant cousins. How about that? That's pretty cool. So introduce yourself. Start with Charles. Charles Dant, Vice President of Operations. I'm Lynn Dant. I'm the COO and distiller. So there's the important person right there. We thought Wally was. Yeah, we thought Wally was, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, I'm just a goof off. This <laughs> That's exactly what that is. Oh, so most of our listeners know we were down here last year in July. I uh, had a chance to interview uh, Charles and Wally. They were just getting things off the ground here. In fact, it was the initial uh, test run of the AMP uh, concert theater. Um, so those guys were, you guys were busy last year. You run around like chickens with your heads cut off. Yes, so, we yeah. were. Yep. So good. if you remember, we were staying at the homestead. Yep, and you guys yep. came over to the game room. It yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we did. So. Um, but we ended up back down here this weekend, and luck would have it. We were able to get in the homestead again. Uh, and we wanted to talk with you guys a little bit. There's a lot of things happening. For us, being from Indiana, uh, Monk's Road is now available in Indiana. In fact, Mike owns a couple liquor stores, and he's got it there. Um, Thank you, Mike. And I believe, actually, end of September, you may be traveling there to do a tasting. Or somebody is. They just haven't told you yet. They just haven't told you yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You have to ask Ann. She'll tell you that. All right. right. Where is it? Batesville, 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 Indiana. I am going to be there. All right. I already know about it. All right, good. good deal. Well, you're going to get to see us again. So. <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't I supposed to do a podcast? Yeah, we're you're going to do a podcast. Too, yeah. yeah. Well, shit on that. Then we could, <laughs> so we, could, we, we just couldn't wait. So, <laughs> uh, so tell us you know, what's happened the past year. So we've got some product in front of us we're getting ready to taste. Uh, last year we were tasting the Monk's Road. This year we're tasting some Rattle and Snap. So t- tell us about it, guys, the ladies. Well, uh, Rattle and Snap are our Tennessee whiskey line, and um, a lot of people ask why the name Rattle and Snap, and it's actually a game of chance uh, that is pre-Civil War game of chance, and so dried out beans in your hand, so you rattle them around, right, and then you snap your wrists, let them go, and that's about all we know. We don't know how to how the game is played we just think it it's was a like story. a game of, of craps maybe or right. combination of quarters I, we don't know right but we're thinking it's something of that nature and uh and so there's a an old home that's in tennessee called rattle and snap and the governor of north carolina lost that property to the owner of that house and he called it rattle and snap after the game he won it in and so, um, and so we've picked it up from our perspective because one, our, our Tennessee whiskey comes from that same area and, um, and it's been made for us now. So you're going to taste some four year old stuff. Uh, it's almost four and a half, right? Lynn, somewhere in that range. And, um, and then you're going to taste an eight year old as well, which is the same distillers. Uh, that made the four and a half year old, and it's the same mash bill. So um, it's gonna, it's a treat. Uh, that eight year old's a treat. Um, we only have 50 barrels of that, and so once it's gone, it's gone. Um, but you know, the the regular rattle and snap, that four year old, will be a, a constant product line for us. And then we'll come out with other other things along the way that 
uh, we worked on over the past year or so and and so but we wanted people to be you know to have kind of the not only taste the bourbon side of what we do here alongside our gins but also to to bring something else that's um as most people know most people that are in the know a lot of tennessee whiskey is sourced from one place in tennessee right and uh, the cascade hollow area um and this is not so this is something it's that something we've been different. working yeah, yeah we had you know i've known those distillers down there for going on seven or eight years now and um and so we were able to get a hold of this this stuff um, before they really began their big production stuff on uh, on that four and a half year old. And so you're going to taste something that uh, one I think we think is really pretty great uh, expression of Tennessee whiskey that um, is not your typical Tennessee whiskeys that a lot of people are, are used to. And then um, we've got our our eight year old to go along with that. So you can see the difference at age. Age makes. Um, so, Charles, it, so. what did you pour us here? Is this I poured Monk's Road so with four year old. Okay, so this, so this is, is something we're coming out with here. In so, that'll be in September. September. So, that, that, so that, that yeah. that's the Monk's Road weeded bourbon. Yes. Right, right. So, it's a, a weeded mash bill of ours. And, uh, definitely, got, definitely, it's nice and sweet on the tongue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very sweet. And we we've, we've contract distilled that now for over four years. So nice, nice. So uh, a lot of things have happened in this past year. So obviously you had a successful seasons of concerts last year. You're doing concerts again this year. I believe I saw where you're still is actually up and operating now. So talk about that a little bit. That's an exciting thing. Well, that's all due to this woman sitting here on the left. So I'm going to let her speak about all of. All of that because that that was that was her her baby and um, I have to say that that she's done something extraordinary. Well, thank you. In a short period of time. <laughs> so uh, we uh, cooked our first batch on July 11th and distilled it on July 15th, and it's the first time dance have distilled on this property in over 50 years. So it's pretty. Pretty exciting day for us. I think Charles and Wally and I were all pretty excited as we tasted low wines, high wines, right. anything we could get off the still. <laughs> yeah. uh, Heads, tails, it didn't matter. Yeah, we were tasting it all just to make sure it was all as, as it should be. But uh, it, was a, it was a great day. And, um, you know, we've, we're closing in on 300 barrels in the rickhouse, which is, you know, a pittance for a lot of the big guys around here. But for us, it's pretty exciting and pretty well, special. And yeah. Just the beginning of something really, really great. So we, we got a 24-inch column. We started off with an 18-inch, and about halfway through uh, the design, you know, we obviously saw what was going on in the industry and decided to... Um, getting busy. Redesign pretty much the whole site to accommodate a 24-inch still, and uh, still, still stayed pretty close on track. We knew we'd lose about three months of startup, which is... Uh, what we did we were hoping to start in the first quarter of this year and so with the larger still we were still able to um, start up in, in well july 11th so maybe it was just over the just into the third quarter but um you know we've been running really well since then i was mentioning to you that you know we uh, almost to a full complement and working through getting everybody trained and wow. it's running pretty well right now so how many employees do you guys have here now well we'll have for the whole site we're up to what 80, 88, 88, 89, yep. Yeah. So what's great is, so and we then, get to... Then 100 and almost 200, what we call seasonal. Right. Seasonal right. So yeah. come and go with the parking, the security, the hospitality, right. all of that. I mean, it's 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 a pretty big operation. Well, and for this part, of the, this part of the state, I mean, we talked about it last time we were down here, was needing an infusion of... of jobs and stuff for the local people so it's great that there's something here for the local community to have a place to work close to home um and, and help build it you know help watch it grow and i don't think it's going to go anywhere but from you know up um places gotten i thought we thought it was beautiful last year and it wasn't done now it's just getting better and better so we're, we're looking what are we going to see next year we come back yeah <laughs> so the other thing is there's a, a really a home 
grown feel here. You know, we checked in to the homestead, and uh, the lady in there right away said, oh, I remember you guys from last year. Your wife's gluten-free, right? I'm like, yeah. Wow, look at like that. We got a world. good group working for us. They're, yeah. They take pride yeah. in what they're doing. We've had so many compliments on our southern hospitality. But these are people that have lived here their whole life, and, you know, they know what's going on around here. There had not been any jobs. Our kids grow up, our grandkids grow up, and they've got to leave to go find chasing that money. Well, now they can do it right here at home. Right they here. can build houses right here close, and, and they're awful proud of, to be here working for us. So it, it shows. It really does. Yeah, it's awesome. You talk about the southern hospitality. As soon as we pulled in the driveway, we had people greeting us before we even got out of our car down there at the homestead. So it's just uh, – it's just and and it was the same it was really the same last year too we had that that same you uh, felt like you're at home experience right yeah welcome home but better they cook for us (laughs) 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 so what what also is the event center do you have that completed we we haven't walked around yet today so uh and i know you've got a good chef too yeah, so we uh, had our ribbon cutting on our event center April 21st of this year. And I can, you know, tell you that from now on through the end of this year, we've got a, you know, a wedding booked every weekend except for uh, Christmas Eve. So if you know if anybody wants to get married the day before Christmas, we've still got an opening. <laughs> got an opening uh, One slot. Yeah, but you know, so that's that's done. So that's you know, twenty-one thousand square feet of event and conference space. That you know, we wanted it to look like a, a Rick house from the outside. So it's kind of funny when you um, you take tours around and they see it in the distance and they think it's a Rick house, and then when you come up to it, then they kind of get the grandeur of of what what it is that we've created there and. Um, and we call it the legacy. We call it the legacy at, at Dan Crossing. And really what we're wanting people to do is is come there and create their own legacy, whether it's, you know, getting married or a corporate event. You know, we really want them to create something for themselves. So ultimately, you know, they come back here again and again because this is where they, they started. That's awesome. Awesome. So I'm amazed, too, from last year to this year, and you guys getting this still started, because we see it all over, the struggles people have getting getting material, getting equipment. Um, as a matter of fact, when we were, we were in the area last year, we, uh, aside from here, we went to a couple other distilleries. We were down at Wilderness Trail, and they had a rickhouse partially built and couldn't get the hardware to finish it. So, I mean, that had to be a real challenge for you guys, too, in trying to assemble your operation over there. Yeah, I think the thing that worked out well for us, as I mentioned, we switched um, the size of the still kind of halfway through, but we were on everybody's list, and we were in queue all we did was get bumped back a little bit. So there was still all the steel, all the copper was on order for us. They just had to order slightly bigger sheets or, you know, what have you in in different cases. So um, we really kind of got in under, right under the deadline, if you will, or not deadline, but the kind of the tipping point where things really started to go south. Our, Our legacy was delayed a few months because of, roof insulation of all things Uh, so there were odd things that were uh, cropping up but luckily we had enough of the stuff on order or vendors contacted that we were not impacted we really made it under the wire on that so that's good very fortunate yes and lynn's being a little humble here i mean there was a lot of i'm sure (laughs) her and her team really scrambled around in a number of different areas to get that thing up and running and just from a resource perspective, we we've got some great people working for us. She's hired some some great folks that that really work for us, and you know they didn't they refused to take no for an answer, right? They refused to do that, so they found other ways to yeah, through their network to to find things for us necessarily that would have prevented us from doing something on July 11th like Lynn did. And, um, and so that's really a credit to her and her team. She's she's taking she's being a little humble on that one. <laughs> oh goodness! So um, I think we should try the rattle and snaps. What I'm thinking here. Let's do it. 
What do y'all want? Four year old? Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, go ahead. I'll try not to miss this time. Yeah, don't waste any of it. I'm not. So tonight there is ACDC tribute band playing at the amp. So we heard them and warm Stevie up. Nicks tribute and band. Stevie so Nicks. And Stevie Nicks. Nice. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So we heard them warm. You know, we we're on the at the homestead. We heard them warming up from the front porch. So it was pretty nice. Yeah, our employees have gotten used to a nice Friday afternoon of sound, sound checks check. and yeah. kind of <laughs> early preview of the band. So thanks, Willie. Did you? You got some? Yep, yeah. Good. So this is four year old. This is four year old. Tennessee yep. whiskey. So it's an 80 10 10 mash bill on that. Lincoln County process was applied. Maple charcoal filtering. Yep. That's good. Yeah. You can really smell the mic. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, can. yeah you can. Oh. Pulls it right out. Yep. That's good. So, so on your current and, and uh, 94 proof. So you tasted 94 proof on uh, our our bourbon, 94 proof on this one. Um, and there's a couple reasons why we we did that one for the we did mash bill. We wanted to come in generally at a lower proof, just because people expect that on a on a right. generally on a weeded uh, mash bill. And um, and so everybody knows our DSP is number 47. Mm -hmm. So if you double it, what do you get? Ninety-four. Ninety-four. Yeah. So there you go. It was just we, but it, it particularly when we began tasting it, right, and then doing our different proof levels, you know, we all kind of ended up right around there as saying, "Hey, that's kind of nice." And uh, so we said, "All right, well, that's meant to be. Meant to be. That's meant yeah. to be." Well, this creativity picked right up on that. So good job, cuz. <laughs> It's funny to me that the proofs are the same, yeah. but you know the burn, as you say, is the warm. Oh, yeah. yeah, the yeah. difference between the yeah, two. The finish yeah. is definitely different. Yeah, it gives yep. you, the big, monks big, gives big. you that inner hug, and right. you know where you don't feel that as much with the rattle and snap. Rattle but and both snap. good, but yep. just different. Very different flavor profile. Yeah, yeah very different. Mm -hmm. Very different. So these three products are three that are coming up down the line. So literally, I mean, these t the two Tennessee whiskeys that rattle and snap will be out in the at, out of the bottler's hands next week. So it should be being shipped to whether you all in Indiana to uh, you know R and D C up there in Indiana. Good or, deal. Um, or to you know our distributors here in Kentucky and or Tennessee and Mississippi. Yeah, it was amazing. So we did the podcast with you guys in July last year. So we had a lot of people say, hey, we can't get yeah, this. Where can we get this? <laughs> I said, well, you got to go to Kentucky. Yeah. Road uh, trip. Road trip, yeah. So there, there was there's a place in Newport, Kentucky that w we could get it at. Right. Uh, in Newport? Yeah. 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 yeah party Source. Party Source. That's a big-ass yeah. store. Yeah. Yeah, it is. They've been around since we were in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, not that I know, but. <laughs> so, so I walked in. I, walked, I, did, I had a chance to walk in there, what, two weekends ago, maybe? Um. I can't, I can't, well, it's one of those times. I think it was two weekends ago, and I, I was, I was amazed at the size of that place. And then, of course, it's right next to New Roof. New Roof, Roof yeah. Right. So and, there's there was some, there's some connection there too. Yeah. And, and I mean, really, you know, it, it, they just they won. They've got a great selection of, and they got a big ass cigar humidor. Yes. I mean, my goodness. So I bought some for some some friends of ours and uh, um, but good place I think you're going to be equally as impressed with Mike's store in Batesville when you see that one you're going to be it's not, pleasantly it's, surprised it's not as big but it's, it's got no, a but, huge selection but the selection is yep. still yep. pretty impressive he's got a walk-in humidor as well yeah and he's got a walk he's, he's a scaled down party source so. nice. Yeah. 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 nice not as many square feet but nice. still can cover his customers as well right? yeah there's not a lot of empty aisle space. There's 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 bottles everywhere. I was just up in Indianapolis two weeks ago, I guess two weeks ago maybe two and a half weeks ago, um, meeting with a lot of the the chains um, that were that are up there, and uh, I have to say they're 
they, they all received our product really, really well. We actually tasted them through on, on these that you're tasting today as well. And so, you know, f for me, um, I, you know, I don't say this too often, but since you guys are Hoosiers, um, <laughs> you know, I was born in South Bend, right? And so, uh, and so as a Kentucky family, right, to say you, I was actually born in, <laughs> yeah. see, I don't right. think we knew so, that before now. Yeah, so. Yeah. so, and then of course I'm a Purdue grad. So, um, you know, so it's kind of it's nice to to go up there and you get a, a a big reception, right? Because of you know that little background that we have up there that yeah. a lot of folks have, and um, you know, and it's and then you've got these things called co-ops, which. I had no idea it existed, right? Um, now, I remember the whole concept around co-ops, but I just didn't realize they had it in the liquor side of things up there. And uh, and that's a, what a great, wonderful opportunity for those that are, are members of those co-ops to, to really kind of pull together from a buying perspective. I mean, that, that, makes, it, that makes a huge difference. I mean, it just makes a huge difference. And then if you sell your license in Indianapolis, you can get a hell of a lot for that license these days. They were telling me. <laughs> I mean, there's bidding wars going oh, yeah. on for these things. It's, well, it's, to get a license, to get a hard liquor license, is a big yeah. People deal. buy a building just to, just get, to the get the license. license, and the building could be worthless, but the license is worth more than worth the building. More, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, you'll buy a restaurant out just to get their license and shut the restaurant. Yeah, down. they're allotted per. Right. It's happened per <laughs> population for the yeah, most part. So it's. It's, uh, you know, if you have 100 people, you only get so many licenses. Right, right. So it's... I mean, I, I, was, I was... When they started telling me about some of the bidding wars that were going on up there, I'm like, wow, that's, that's a hefty price to pay for. You were like, I'm headed back to Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what else is going to be happening at uh, Dant Crossing. I know we've got uh, soon to be a train depot, train stop there. We're currently pouring the, uh, well, we've got it poured today. We're putting handrails, light poles, uh, benches, and trash receptacles. Uh, we're getting ready to have the governor here in about two weeks, uh, September 13th, I believe, for ribbon cutting on our distillery. So, been working hard on the train depot area. We're pretty excited about uh, Kentucky Railroad Museum uh, coming down and bringing, uh, you know, tourists and guests to our uh, facility. and. Uh, uh, I think it's uh, good for both of us and the community. So. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what's great is you're involving a lot of different aspects. It's just not bourbon. You're just not doing just bourbon or gins. Um, it's it's you're bringing tourism here. You're so not just hoarding to yourself. Yeah. You're spreading it out because because there is enough for everybody, and by spreading it out too, it helps you grow. You know, uh, organically on you know on its own. So it's really cool. Well, I think, you know, when we talked with you last time, you know, we had this vision out there that said, you know, God, family, community, and bourbon, and kind of do it in that order. And, you know, what we're doing with Kentucky Railway Museum or, um, you know, even with Affordable Trusts or the other folks that are around us is really trying to make, a, make this a, a bigger for the community. And... Um, and bigger than just bourbon. While I'm not telling you that bourbon is not important and not important from a business perspective for us, um, you know, to be here and be in this location, um, it is important for our, you know, our family. Um, we're back on our old site. It's important for this community that we're here. We're actually, you know, when this plant shut down, 200 jobs went away. Right, and that was in the early '60s, and they never came back. Right, um, while Charles and his family had the trust company, there were 17 jobs there when we when we bought the, the land that they were on. Um, you know, and he can talk about you know kind of what it's meant for for that company um, and what you know they've been able to do since since we've been here. But you know, when you can do those sort of things and you bring back you know 88 jobs currently and plus over 200 from a, a temporary perspective when you can do that in, in in a community that hasn't had something like that for you know well over 50 years now 58 years old so 
so almost 60 years. And so when you think about that and the what it means to to this place, uh, you know, that's the, that's what we wanted to accomplish. And whether you know I'm here tomorrow or Lynn or Charles, what we've what we've done is we've put something permanent here, and that's going to last you know past my lifetime, and uh, and that can you know impact this community for the for the long haul. And that's ultimately that's what you want to leave behind is leave back something for for the folks to come behind you. That's awesome. Awesome. We've actually doubled our workforce at Affordable Trust since we moved. We had 17 employees, and now we've got 34. Uh, we've doubled our sales, and uh, you know, people are glad to work here at the house. You know, they're tired of driving to Louisville or Indiana, or you know, working construction. You know, it's just a long haul. It's dangerous on that road anymore, and and people are glad to be home. Uh, we've got insurance, dental, vision, health. Uh, you know, we're paying people better money, and you know, they're staying home. So it's uh, pretty exciting bringing that to your hometown. It, it is. is. Yeah, it's it got to be. So let's talk gin a little bit. So yeah, Monks Road Gin. So uh -huh. it it's it's weird how things happen or coincidence. So we were in town a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we were uh, we came in town to to visit Mr. Beam over at Limestone Branch. Yep. So we did the night before that. We go out to eat, and we're at this restaurant. As we're walking up, I saw. Some limestone, uh, some log steel distillery trucks there. I'm like, huh? The dance must be here someplace. Well, then Charles walks around the corner. <laughs> so uh, there's a collaboration with uh, a brewery and yourself with some gin barrels. So they have a beer that's been aged in your gin barrels. I'll, I'll let Lynn talk about that. She was kind of a spearhead on our end on that one. And as, as people don't know, while he's he, he's not messing around, he went for the <laughs> final. <laughs> he was thirsty, so we're we're putting the, this is the which one are we going now? Does everybody have the eight year? Yeah, eight we have year. the eight year yeah. now. That's what he's doing now. Oh, that's got ooh, the nosing on that is not that's sweet. So we had a little pause in the action for yeah. <laughs> for the next tasting. I may or may not edit the pause out. Oh, <laughs> oh that is good. You can really smell the maple. In yeah, wow. I mean, that's really maple finish on there. Very wow. good. Wow. Very good. All right. Yeah, a little sweeter. Yep. There's the winner right there. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Save the best for last. Yes. Very good. Good choice, Charles. You did good. <laughs> <laughs> you had that I always feel one drop. <laughs> you had that all planned out. <laughs> take that straw and sip it off the table. Mm. <laughs> I might as well. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh -huh. So who actually, I know we were going to talk to you, but talk about this a little bit. So which one of you actually went down, tasted it, and decided which, was that you, Wally? Well, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, so it, it, I don't remember if I told you all. You know, I had a wine and spirits distribution company down in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so Tennessee is what they call a franchise state. So if you're a distributor and you sign a supplier, basically that supplier, that distillery, is with you for the rest of your your life, right? Um, and so that's called what they call a franchise state that says that I, that distillery can't pick up and say, hey, I want to leave you and go somewhere else, right? So so everybody, you know, we were new distribution company down down there in 2013-14 and you know, there weren't many craft distilleries then in, in Tennessee much like Kentucky there weren't a whole lot of craft distilleries in Kentucky at that time and since then it's all blossomed and bloomed and you know we happen to be a benefactor of that certainly ourselves but in Tennessee there there wasn't a whole lot you know you had Jack Daniels you had George Dickel and you had Pritchard's that's basically the only ones that were doing any sort of Tennessee whiskey. And so um, as a distributor, and we had Kentucky bourbons, we had um, Colorado bourbons, we had um, South Carolina, we had a number of different representatives for our, our spirits portfolio. But of course we didn't have a Tennessee whiskey, right? And so I went out and um, through some contacts we had there, some folks that worked for me, 
um, they knew of potential, there were potential barrels sitting out there of this, what is now eight-year-old, it was three years old at the time. And, um, and it wasn't the traditional Tennessee big supplier that sells a lot of Tennessee whiskey. And so I said, okay, well, we'll go out and taste it. And, and uh, I, I think I was at the, at a Tennessee Titans football game when I consummated the deal. <laughs> <laughs> that I, we bought what I thought was a lot of 50 barrels. It was kind of the end of, that was all they had. And, um, and you know, I thought it was a lot of money at the time. Um, today it's worth a lot, lot more than that. Um, because this was back in 2016, I guess, 2016, 2017. And, um, and so, so we bought it thinking that, hey, we would take it and do a, um, with a separate company, have a, you know, a non-distiller producer right sort of aspect to that. And we'd figure out what we'd call it and sell it through the dis distribution company. Well, I, I, we ended up didn't do that, but we had all these barrels, and so when I bought, we started this project up here with Charles and Lynn. I, I said to them, you know, we got, we we got, <laughs> we got some. We've got Tennessee, some access here. To we got some Tennessee whiskey that we got to do something with, and you know, I, I've lived down there for 22 years or so, and really wanted to have a Tennessee whiskey just because. It's a it's a great expression. It's it's in reality it's a bourbon, right? That goes through a charcoal filter, and um, and so that's how it's called Tennessee whiskey because it's maple, uh, maple charcoal. Um, but you know we wanted to be able to have that and be, have an extension of our company, our brands, and so we um, and, and plus it's going to be. This is what we call our fun brand, right? I'm, I'm not telling you the Monk's Road we shouldn't have fun with, right? But that's our kind of our premium brands. But this one is meant to have fun. And so when you see, you know, when you see it on the label, you'll see it there. It says, make your own luck. Um, it, it's going to be one of those things that we can actually have fun with. Uh, we may come out and do, you know, various things with, the, with our whiskeys down there, whether that might be some flavoring of some nature or... Or any of the things that are going on with bourbon and, and whiskeys these days, but it, it was really meant for ultimately for for Lynn and her team, uh, Charles, to all have some fun with and see what we can do with with our our brand that one. And we we you know our tagline is make your own luck, and and uh, I think that's what we're we're doing today. Awesome! That that is that eight year old. That, that's very good, good stuff. Very good. Good, good. It's limited. It's yeah. limited. Yeah. And what is the proof on that one? It's 94. Oh, it's all, they're all 94. Okay. So we started talking about the... Yeah, let's get back to Lynn, the important stuff. Some gin, some beer. How did that all work out? Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Teppy Liquors in Brookville, Indiana have whatever you need to cool down during the hot summer days and summer nights. Just in is the old 55 barrel picks, which include the sweet corn mash bill. Jake Ireland's off-hours barrel pick is also in. Get both of these while you still can. Are you looking for ready-to-drink cocktails? They've got them. They also have your mixers and accessories to go with whatever cocktail you want to make. Hard Truth out of Nashville, Indiana just stopped in and dropped off the two barrels that Batesville Liquor Co. selected. We tasted it, and it's some great stuff. Guess what? Our friends at Logsdale Distillery have finally made it to Indiana. Try the Monk's Road Bourbon and Gin. It is now available. Did somebody say beer? Stock up on both domestic and imported beers. Now, if you're into a fine cigar, they have a walk-in humidor as well in Batesville Liquor Co. Check it out. Located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or Tebby Liquor on Main Street in Brookville. Let them know that the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Gilman's Home Centers, with 14 locations and growing. You know what? It's the party time of the year. That's right. 
You might need some party rentals, and they've got them. They've got bouncy houses, tents, even slushy machines for those adult party-friendly drinks. You know what? Things are heating up, which means you need to start thinking about watering options for your lawn and garden. They've got it. And you know what? It may be too hot for you. They've got plenty of air conditioning units and fans just for you. Gilman Home Centers, with 14 locations in Indiana and Ohio. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country, and probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Did you know that beef jerky is packed with protein and is considered a healthy snack? Check out Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Beef Jerky. 100% pure beef with no fillers or additive. MSG-free and most flavors are gluten-free. If you're eating jerky that has a reddish tint to it, give us a try and see what gourmet jerky tastes like. Our cuts of meat are from the brisket. Not ground up, not processed, pure 100% beef. Our flavors include maple pepper, our original lakeside brisket. We have ghost pepper flavor. We have blazing beef sriracha flavor. Gotta try our speakeasy bourbon, our campfire barbecue, and our totally teriyaki flavor. Our favorite, though, is our old-fashioned maple bacon jerky. That's right, we have maple bacon jerky. You can find all of our jerky at all the Gilman Home Center stores throughout Indiana and Ohio, at the Easy Stop Fuel Mart, State Route 46 in St. Leon, Indiana, and of course online at StangerSugarShack.com. Use discount code 1524 to receive a special 10% discount on any online order. Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Jerky. Well, you know, our uh, barrel finish gin is really, we've been pleasantly surprised with how well it's done in the market. We um, sold out in the first two months. We had it on the shelf and uh, created quite a a pent-up demand, if you will. So Mm -hmm. we've had really good success with it, and it is um, a separate, a different botanical than is in our dry gin. And one that's, like I said, really done well in the marketplace. And um, it's aged in weeded barrels, weeded bourbon barrels. And uh, so we have uh, a sales, well, chief brand officer uh, whose fiance owns um, Against the Grain, uh, a distillery or a brewery up in Louisville. And a uh, very creative uh, man and woman. And got to talking with us here and decided um there's also um scout and scholar uh, as you guys know in mm-hmm. bardstown uh and they have uh a very creative um brewmaster lee uh who worked with uh sam at against the grain and and us and came up with a nice hefeweizen a weeded beer to age in the weeded bourbon barrel and that just finished what was that last month or mm-hmm. yeah and uh, yeah. yeah and so it's now available on the market and it's um we have it over at the at the tasting room mm-hmm. don't we mm-hmm. yeah so you all ought to get a, a yeah, sample we, of that tonight will. it's a we it's will. a really really cool flavored beer it came out it very very a, nicely uh, good deal so That's growing up did you know know wally yeah, I've known Wally my Okay, because Charles and Wally didn't Charles, know each other. Charles, yeah. We Charles. caught up real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Charles was the outcast. <laughs> <laughs> he was the outlaw. <laughs> Takes one to know one. <laughs> <laughs> you probably say that today, Charles. Yes, That's indeed. Right. That's right. So any other collaborations you're getting ready to work on? Are you concentrating on your own stuff now? Uh, I mean, never say never. I don't think there's anything like... In the next month, <laughs> so, you know. There's, you know. I, I think as we move, you know, as we move uh, our products from state to state, um, 
I think there's there's a lot of interest, right, to to do things that are that's unique, and where you can collaborate with with good people that share our values. That's really kind of what we want to do. We want to, you know, Sam at at ATG. Um, he, he's He's, a, he's an innovator himself, and uh, if you look at kind of what ATG has done up in, up in the Louisville market, um, you know, we want to work with folks like that. And, um, and so the, uh, when we started this venture, I mean, we, we said one, we, one thing, right? We wanted to have fun. And um, while we've all worked for big companies before um, we wanted this place to be different and and you want to come to work and you want to have fun and uh, and it'd it be a place to where you can innovate and experiment and so you know lens purposely set up you know that that distillery there the new distillery to to be able to do those those things and um, I mean, that'll be the exciting thing is when you begin to see her and, and that whole team over there begin to really do some things that, that we're pretty excited about that she's talked about um, before with, with us, me and Charles. And I think that's, that, that's going to be, you know, where, where you see while magic is happening over there to now, you know, I think that's where you're going to see some things that, that are, are are going to be unique to us and unique to to our family. Well, I think that's that's one of the things we picked up even last year talking with you guys and being down here is the spirit of why you're doing this. It isn't it isn't I don't think the tip, typical business reasons of doing it. You're doing this for the community and for the employees you had and to be able to build this community back up and bring back some of your family history. So it's all this heart stuff, and you want people to enjoy that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, it really I think is. Phenomenal. I think, I mean, we've, um, as Wally said, I mean, I think the three of us have worked pretty hard to have a really good family atmosphere with our whole employee base. And actually have a guy on the team that told me last night he was going to bring his wife to the concert because she keeps wondering why he comes home smiling all the time now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just, I think it really, I don't know if I even had a chance to tell you guys that or not, but it's just, you know, it makes you feel good because it's yeah. like, okay, this is what we set out to do. And, you know, another young guy that keeps asking his coworkers, like, what's the catch around here? Like, when is it going to start getting bad? <laughs> and they told him, they said, there is no catch. You know, it's, you're going to be having concerts this weekend. So, it's yeah. uh, we're, I mean, we're starting now. I think the things, the construction is slowing down, and we're actually starting to get in a rhythm in all of our um, entities: the rest, the the tasting room, the amp, the event center, and now the distillery. I think um, we're starting to think about it. Or at least I am with these two guys. Um, like, what's next? And so, when we had the the uh, beer release. You know, we were talking with Sam and, and Lee about what can we do next. And, you know, the little mini still that we have that was the basis of our DSP for the last year is now kind of become our playground. And, um, you know, we talked with those guys about what we could do in our mini still with a beer product. And, you know, I spent the last 12 years, you were asking about where I was last year. <laughs> I was up in Chicago, um, which is where I'd lived the 12 years before Wally called me. And, uh, you know, Goose Island's a big deal up there. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Yeah. You probably carry it. And so yep. that whole, like, you know, mixing beer and, you know, finishing it in, in bourbon barrels is a is a neat thing that, I you know, we could, we could have a lot of fun with that, you know, just beyond the distilled spirits. So there's... Like Wally said, we brainstormed a whole bunch of things that are now like, okay, now I can dust this list off and start, you know, getting our purchasing people to buy cool heirloom grains and, um, you know, different, create some different products. And if we like them, we'll scale them up in the, in the big distillery. Well, setting, and setting yourself apart by doing that differently than the big, you know, the big brand, you know, there's plenty of big brands. Why go fight that big fight? Create these unique things so that, you know, we're come down this year, you know, you've got something new to taste. Well, next year, you know, you'll be, you know, maybe be releasing something else. Well, heck, we got to go back again so we can try the next thing. And then, you know, you just keep rolling on that and you create it as a destination where you just want to keep coming back to try the next new thing. 
you know, if you can buy it at the liquor store, which is great for our liquor store owners, but, you know, when you have experiences where you can come down and something new that's unique maybe just to here, um, where you have only, you know, something that's available just while you're here, but it's different every year. I mean, that's just, you know, just somebody else, something, someplace to go. So kind of while we're there, we, we talked to these two guys last year and kind of got background stories on them. From So career-wise, how did you end up here? What was... Um, well, I, you know, I grew up in Louisville, um, so granddaddy that ran this distillery of uh, grandma and granddaddy's 13 kids, five or six of them were born down here, and then, which includes his grandfather, so the oldest ones were born in New Haven, and then when granddaddy moved up to the distillery in Louisville with uh, National Distillers, the rest of the kids were born there. So my dad was born up in the south end of Louisville, and uh, I grew up there, and then uh Got a chemical engineering degree and worked in the chemical industry for 20, 20, 25 years um, on both the manufacturing and operation side as uh, well as the business sales marketing, business development. And um, uh, had actually, I was on a little personal sabbatical. My dad had been diagnosed with dementia and I was back in Louisville and while he was trying to figure out, you know, should I move back home or should I stay in Chicago? And, and then my buddy over here texted me and said, what do you think about running a distillery? And I was like, aha, you know, sometimes God gives you answers in weird right. ways. So I was like, that checked a lot of boxes and oh, how, could, how could I not do it? So I think it took me a couple nanoseconds to reply to him and said, yes, for, yeah. you know, count me in. So and then, then I finally met Charles. I told him, I said, he's like the, you know, the pearl of this project. I said, I can't believe I went 50 years and didn't, well, I mean, we're not that old, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I say forty. I can't, I can't believe I went thirty-nine years uh, and, uh, before I got to meet him. So, it has been yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, so for sure. Um, so, so, if our listeners can't tell, the dynamics between these three is—it's just yes. phenomenal. Yeah. To, to the way you guys interact with each other, and it's you like know, it's from the heart. It's not a stick life. that you put out there for the public. It's it's the real McCoy. Well, you know, the funny thing, I mean, Len's dad and, and my dad, while their uncle-nephew relationship, uh, they were, what, six years apart or something like yeah. that from an age perspective, yeah. and they were in each other's weddings. Uh, and um, and then her dad's kids, all those kids are the same age as my dad's kids, right? So I'm the oldest. And and Lynn's third in line on her her end of things, and so we've we grew up together. I mean, we used to go over to each other's house, used to have dinners together, used to watch Disney and and uh, and eat popcorn together. I mean, that's we just we all did that. And then in the reunion we used to have, we you know we we all famously we all just got along, and it was just something that uh, we did as a as a family unit. And then. Um, and then along came Charles, right? Yeah. <laughs> then I met a hundred and eighty dance. I'd never <laughs> I'm just now getting all the names down. <laughs> Good group of people, though. I'll tell you that it's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's amazing. Um, so we're pretty good friends with Stephen Beam. So, mm -hmm. he, I mean, he uh, he's a history book of the family he's a history tree. Book. So yeah, we did a podcast with him two weeks two ago. Weeks two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Unfortunately, I turned his microphone off after the podcast because what happened after the podcast is we sat down at Miner's Lounge that they mm -hmm. have there, and he just he gave the family history of the beams and the dance, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, it was to its just, own podcast. To, to, to hear out, to, to hear all how all that interlocks and goes together, and uh, the other thing you can there are a lot of industries out there that are. Uh, very competitive and you've got to be competitive too but with the smaller distilleries it seems like you're you're, you're kind of partners you're partners in, in a way because you yeah. he, they were sending people over here they, they had a release yeah. today mm -hmm. of the 2022 and, and they were saying where should we go and and we said come over here and then Stephen Beam goes yeah you need to go check out log still so it's it's like the, the smaller distilleries or in each other's court, you know. That is to me outside of the just pure blessing of being able to work with family members that you like and love. Um, just the collegiality of this industry is so incredibly unique to me. Um, and I remember when Wally 
first when I first started talking to him, I said, yeah, you know, I know distillation, but I haven't sized a column in a while. It'll take me a while. And he was like, oh, don't worry. I already got that done. And I was like, oh, okay. So in healthcare, you learned how to size, you know, bourbon columns. Like, <laughs> and he was like, no, you know, I, I talked to another, I talked to this other distillery. And, you know, the, in the chemical industry, like, there's no reality. Right. And so I was like, oh, God, what did they tell you to buy, you know? And, and then you meet these other distillers, and it really it's helped – I think all of us come up to see speed so much quicker. I mean, literally, when we were trying to design our, our caustic cleaning process there, I called one of the guys in Bardstown, and I was like, hey, how do you all do this? And he was like, you know what? We're running one Saturday at 10. Just come on over. I'll have them. I'll give them the guard right. your name. You can come in, walk around the plant. I mean, it's just awesome. And I think it's really been, you know, just a, a really kind of um, – awesome aha about this industry and I, and I think some of it goes back you know I'm obviously a little prejudiced but I think some of it just goes back to that southern hospitality Charles talked about I mean yeah. it's just the nature of the folks in this part of the country you know there's the whole rising tide lifts all boats thing but yeah. um, but it's very much just the nature of the people I mean you know, yeah. there's not a, another you know distiller out there that I wouldn't gladly call or you know so, and then you know, you pay it forward. There's a new, some new folks I met through the KDA craft thing, and they called me a couple weeks ago, and then they said, "Can we come through?" And I, you know, you know, we're running crazy around here. Right. But I said, "Sure," and you know, spent several hours with them, and you know, they had the same ahas that we did at some of the early tours. Like, oh, that just you just saved us tens of thousands of dollars. We didn't right. know we could do it that way, right. and and. I was, you know, they're like, how do we repay you? And I said, well, when you get to this point in two years, you know, give the next give guy the next a tour. Guy. Absolutely. Um, Fred you know, Noah actually invited us to Jim Beams. They've got a 24-inch yeah. column still. And he said, Charles, I know y'all getting ready to start your still up. Y'all want to bring your whole crew down here? Come down, we'll sort of show you how ours runs. I mean, you know, it's pretty cool to have people embrace you like that. that yeah. You yeah. Know, you and know, absolutely. And, and, and you've experienced that not all industries are like that. Right. I mean, yeah. I, you know, first 10 years of my career, I w worked in the meat industry, and it oh, is yeah. very, yeah. very competitive. Then, oddly enough, I went to the dairy industry, and these small yeah. dairies were working together, sharing tools and oh, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And it, you know, you probably experienced that in, in you know, your early career of yeah. that very competitive side, and then it just was like, this is weird. Oh, yeah. Be, well, I mean, yeah. just on the marketing side, I mean, we used to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars with consultants, like having them do competitive analysis and, you know, trying to figure out how different, you know, the cost basis of companies and how many people they employed and what kind of process they use. And here it's like, oh, yeah, here, this is the, these are not just the number of people I have, but here's the roles they do and here's how many people you need per shift. And, you know, it's, yeah, see, everybody's got to find their own way, but, I, but just to have that point of comparison yeah, to say, yeah. okay, I'm in the right ballpark, my thinking is not like. But I, but I think in know. this business you guys are in too, I've, I've mentioned this in the past, is I think there's so much untapped potential in, in the market because, you know, what percentage of the population has, has ever, even ever tasted bourbon? Yeah. You know, they might be, they might be drinkers, but, you know, um, and I, all, all you know you guys are always you know that you're developing new bourbons and you're it's just phenomenal to me what's happened in the last you know 15 or 20 years right in the, yeah. in the bourbon industry well i mean you, you see the investments that are being made right today right. whether from all of the big bigger organizations and every one of them are investing in yeah, it's, new it's production. like every three weeks or yeah. This, this company's going to do two hundred million dollar expansion. Yeah. This is building yeah. sixty more rick houses or whatever, and it just it just you know so it's so you know and they don't do that lightly, right? Like, no, so, right. no. Sure. Not, just not like we've done here. <clears throat> you, you know, there's a a, a trend, and right. that trend continues. We think for the foreseeable future, and um, and so when you see that type of investment going on, and and we're just trying to make production here for the u.s consumption we're not you know we're, we're not even looking overseas and and overseas yep. markets are they're open back up now so they're, they're opening yep. back up i mean thank goodness for all of those that were over there yeah. and you know they all have the opportunity to and we all have the opportunity to to do something in a bigger way and, and bring our, our you know our uniquely 
uh, Kentucky and uh, Tennessee products to to a place that um, I think you know they all appreciate good spirits. And yeah. you know, you look at the, the Chinese market or you look at the Indian market, and you know, I, was, uh, I was just listening to some some information on the w on the way up, and they were talking about the Indian market and how how yeah. big the Scotch market is in India, and you just go, you know, if you just get a small slice of that right. in exactly. the bourbon right. industry, you that's, go... That's because the Indians I mean, haven't found the bourbon yet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, well, true. <laughs> Not that I don't enjoy a good scotch every once in a while, having, having said that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, for vodka's the number one spirit, or tequila was last year, actually, I think. Uh, but once those people get off that and come back down to the... Uh, more mature spirit, uh, which is bourbon in our eyes. Um, there's a lot of great choices out there, and you guys are producing some some great, a great product, obviously. Great product. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you very we're, much. We're pretty proud. So you're doing gin. So any other spirit you're thinking about in the future? like bourbon gin well I you know it's interesting uh, you're talking about the collaborations early or one uh, one really fun uh, addition to our uh, employee base has been our chef and uh, you know chef Dave's got some crazy creative ideas and um, you know we've talked about you know what kind of cool dessert sauces brandy based rum nice, based whatever nice. would he want to make and so you know i don't know if we'll do something like that we get we have plenty of work to do to get that thing humming <laughs> um, but but once we do i mean again the list is starting to grow of you know fun things we could do so. right right so, so how, you mentioned your chef so now that operation that part of that how is that operating currently so he is our food and beverage director for the whole site um, and so everything from the food truck that we run at the AMP to, you know, catering all the events over at the Legacy and eventually the restaurant that will go in place. He's the one that kind of, you know, work, masterminds the menu and, and comes up with the, all the different offerings. So, um, you know, if he wants a special brandy sauce for his famous dessert that he's going to come up with, you know, we could work with him so on that. So did I see something on where you have a, a couple – days a week or evenings that you're doing he's doing like a dinner and you're selling tickets for that summer supper series. correct yes summer supper series so how's that working uh you go in there and you get so full <laughs> so it's been very well we probably had 300 to 350 people a uh, night and uh they're coming out of the woodworks uh, chef dave puts on a a great spread and uh, people are embracing it you know we don't have many restaurants in this rural area so, uh, you know, people are making reservations, coming out, eating with us, then coming, catching a concert, and uh, it's been a lot of fun and uh, some good food uh, while we're doing it. Yeah, and that's 300 people over, what, a couple hours. So, wow. I mean, we just, we You're have set a, up then. You've got the so it's, a, it's, the a, big, it's, it's a featured meal for the night. Yep, and, and it's and in our, buy, it's on in our event center. And, yeah. yeah. And it's set up like a big banquet hall and, have, you know. Well, that's, serve that's, people up. Yeah, that's interesting. And then the restaurant is coming down the line here. How far out is that? That's uh, completion sometime next year. So as as you'll see tonight, you can see the, the frame of the restaurant um, and visitor center. So we're just in a process of making sure that, one, we have the right size restaurant in that visitor center com combination and and so we're in a redesign of kind of how we do that and make sure we're smart about how we allocate space here on on campus um so it'll be a 23 project somewhere finish somewhere in there i don't okay. know so next year we had we, had the we, did, we just got through the dart at the calendar <laughs> you know, the, the, nice, the, you know, the nice thing about dave um and his ability to create different things, and, and we actually okay. talked about it with our distributor out of out of uh, out of Nashville today, is you know we we can hold like if you're at the homestead right uh, where you all stand at night, if you wanted to hold a private dinner, chef's dinner, right, he can create that for you and create it around kind of what you'd like to see, and and 
hopefully you know infuse whether it's bur- our bourbons or our gins or whiskeys into that right so he's he he he's very creative he's written a cookbook along with Tim Laird uh, that's in its second or third publication and um, and and so he's he's really creative around that particular um, our particular style and he and I think you know why he might have left Churchill down to come to us is to be able to do those sort of things in a more intimate style uh, with with what we offer here and and so Dave will tell you he pinches himself every day um, about you know having the drive down here and being able to just uh, relax and and then come into our our place and be able to create and be able to do it in a unique fashion. And I'm not saying Churchill Down doesn't have all of those aspects to it because it certainly does and it has its own unique thing. But Dave was there for, for 12 years and so I think he was looking for something new to to begin to get his creative juices going again. And um, and so that's the, that's the cool thing about him. Uh, he was born and raised in Chicago um, and so he's got this larger than life personality. I mean, he's really the celebrity of, of the team here. <laughs> and, and so he's got this larger than life personality. And it's so cool to have him around. You'll, I don't know whether you'll see him tonight. He just had rotator cuff surgery, but you know, our team that's over there at the amphitheater, they've got, we've got a, a food truck and he, you know, he, they do the menu together over there and it rotates. And so, um, if you're hungry, you'll be able to get food over at, at our place. It's just a small, you know, small things that, that we're trying to do just to, one, please the crowds that we have out here, but begin to show them that, hey, we're doing some fun things. And, you know, so whether it was what the chicken Thai tacos that you so enjoy, Charles. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Chicken Thai tacos. Uh, smash burgers. I think we had uh, uh, hand breaded. Pork, pork chop, tenderloin, pork tenderloin yeah. last, which was fantastic. Awesome. Uh, but you know, just all of those sort of things that uh, that he's able to do with the, his creative team over there. It's that's that, those. You know, when you can do those and create those moments, it's when people go, uh, you know, hey, this is worthwhile to come back out to again, right. and uh, and that's what you want to do, right? That's that's why we have so many good people that are working for us. And, when you can create those moments, whether it's at the homestead and, and you talk about, you know, hey, I remember your wife having uh, a, a weed allergy, right? right. Gluten allergy. And, and when you can do that, that that's, that's when you can say, hey, we're doing the right things, right? right. Well, let's keep doing those. And, and that's why I think that's why our team is, is second to none. So besides the homestead, you have a... a, a so, several other lodging op- options here now. You have one that's big, got like four units in it. What the heck is this? The mansion. The mansion. That's, your, that's yours, Charles. I grew up in that old house. Uh, it was built in 1840. They completed it in 1849. Uh, the windows were knocked out of it. The floors were buckled, and Wally had no intention of fixing it. <laughs> Until he talked to Kim Houston. It was money pit. Money, think uh, money pit. <laughs> Any uh, remodel of an old house, speaking from experience, so cool. bring it to current is, code. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's exactly. pretty cool. He asked Kim Houston, uh, Nelson County Economic Development. Uh, you know, Kim, what does Nelson County need? She said, "Well, I've been telling them all for 15 years we need a big event space because we have nothing in this county or anything in the surrounding counties." So, next thing you know, while he's building a big event space, and he fixed the old house up. So, uh, dreams do come true. Big. There you go. There you go. So you're available in Kentucky, Tennessee, Indiana, any other states? Mississippi. Mississippi. So you might ask why Mississippi. Um, so Mississippi is a control state, right? So we wanted to dip our f- foot into a control state, and three of my kids went to Ole Miss. So it's, <laughs> yeah, there's there you go. Mississippi's gotten been recipient of my money for a long time. So. <laughs> time to get some back. I was like, maybe I can get something. Get a little return. 
<laughs> good deal good deal so do you, I, I know we gotta let these guys go you guys got any other questions for them no i just what to, i mean this is a beautiful facility we love coming back so can't wait till the next time yeah thanks for if having you us. guys are around tomorrow i'll take you around and show you the legacy uh well we have a wedding tomorrow night but i can take you yeah we, well, we haven't crashed a wedding in a while so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like fun yeah. so in the morning we're headed over to you, see your friends over at we're interviewing we'll patrick heist tomorrow oh yeah. yeah so after that we don't have any plans so i'll yeah. get in touch with you yeah i'll shoot you a text that'd be great good deal fantastic well pat and shane are great folks so i'll see you guys tell yeah. them we said hello oh yeah. we will we will actually i told him we were staying here and he said to say hello too they're, they're good that's what i mean about all this it seems like all the small craft distilleries they're all right you know it's they're all the, you guys are all there for each other got each other's back we haven't heard one Dis the other one. Nope. Yeah, see, I, I work in it. the construction industry, and that does not happen in the construction <laughs> right. industry. Yeah. I got to tell you. So that's just the way it is. So we've had a great time. Thank yeah. you. And I'm, I got to tell you that, that rattle and snap, that's some good stuff. Very so good. You, that'll be in Indiana by the time he comes to do the tasting, probably. That's it should awesome. Be. Yeah. So yeah, for our nice. listeners, I, I don't have my phone on. I think it's the 29th of September. It's a Thursday, last Thursday of the month, I think. Uh, Wally Dant will be up at Batesville Liquor Co. Uh, doing a tasting. We'll be there podcasting with them. It won't be as in-depth as this because there'll be a bunch of people that want to drink some good juice there. So mark your calendars and come on out. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Charles Dant. Wally Dant. Lynn Dant. And thank you very much, and we'll see you all next time. just want drink. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and Alan Stanger. Remember, if you like us, leave us a five-star rating and positive comment on whatever podcast app you're using. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthelines1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.